Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of The Basic Witch. As always, I'm Cassie. Wow, what a week it has been. Has anybody else had like a really like stressful, oh my god, is this week ever going to fucking end kind of thing? Because, wow. I don't know if it's just Indiana or what, but like the weather is all stupid. It doesn't know what it wants to do. Like Mother Nature is really having some serious issues going on right now. She can't decide whether we are going to be still summer or we're going to fall. Or we're just going to say fuck it and go straight to winter. I don't think she knows what she's doing yet. So Mother Nature needs to take a Xanax or smoke a little bit of green and figure out her shit. Wow. So um, there's been a lot going on this week. And so today's show is kind of going to be a little different. I kind of want to make it like a little smorgasbord of things, honestly. It's going to be like a variety show. Um, I've been going through emails from listeners, and if I've not answered you back yet, I'm so sorry. There literally were 75 new emails in the past, like, three weeks, and some are getting lost. Please, again, I want to remind everybody, if you've not heard from me, please send me another email. Make sure you put something in the... uh, subject line that will catch and make me realize it is for um the podcast situation because otherwise it just gets mixed in with the spam stuff and um let's try adding like a heart into the subject line or some kind of emoji or something that will pop up and I'll be able to um to see if you're doing it from your phone if you're doing it from a computer put like a dollar sign or something in it maybe I don't know I'm just trying to think of something that will like grab my attention let me know that you are legit because the problem is is that all of my mail from like all of my different email boxes all go into one inbox and so everything gets jumbled and I just sometimes forget to go check separately the basic which email one since everything goes there. So you're confused. It's just I don't know, I'm gonna have to figure out a different system. So maybe I, maybe it's me who needs to change that, but I will work on that. So anyway, um everyone's questions I've been answering, but I did make me think that there are a few of the the questions I got that kind of made me really think that we should kind of maybe brush up on them, per se. Uh, one of the things was writing your own spells and creating your own spells, and I really think that that's something that we need to brush up on. I know I've talked about it in season one, and not long ago we kind of just revisited it a tiny bit, but I'm going to throw that in there. Um... I've got some other things to go over that people stress about. Like, these are the number one things people literally freak out about. And I've got some books I would like to um, recommend to you guys. And Witch Names. That's another topic that I think is really important. Because it's been asked a million times. And I really think that we should just go ahead and uh, discuss it. And kind of go into full, like, here we go situation with it. So, um... I'm guess I'm really excited to. I'm literally sitting here staring at my box of candles. I want to tell you guys about too, real quick before we go to my little ad. But my local grocery store around this time of year always has like little cute Halloween stuff, and um, this is the time of year where I get the little black volative candles, like not the tea lights, but am I saying it right? Volative. I always used to call them violet when I was little because I thought that's what that word was. Turns out I was just dyslexic. And can't read, which is a true story. I'm not making fun of dyslexic people. I am legit dyslexic. Um, didn't find out until I was a junior in high school. 11th grade, so yeah. Anyway, I was there the other day, yesterday actually, with Travis. And we found 
a box, um, and I only had a few taken out, so there was 19 in the box, so I had five that were bought, but they're all black, they're 45 cents each, and the smell is called Bath's Breath, and I seriously love these damn things. I use these so much in, like, spells and different things just because they're so cool. And last year, when our heat went out, um, it was, like, super fucking cold out. I think it was, we hit, like, record temps, like, negative fucking 20 or some shit here. Which I know, like, Alaska is, like, way colder. But here in Indiana, that was, like, really fucking cold. But um, our, our gas had went out, and we were fucking freezing. So we literally were in luck because I had so many fucking candles. And even, like, these little guys really do really well to warm your house up a little bit. I mean, if you light 46 candles, it's going to warm up because that's a lot of fire. So, just don't leave them unattended or have an asshole cat who's going to come swat them off like Sky does. But we watched her and it was fine. But, yeah, I'm super excited about my candles. Um, they're super cute. The box is even cute. They came in because I just took the whole fucking box, too. I'm hoping maybe they have more and I might buy another box. I mean, I don't think anybody else in town needs them. I just should have them all. I mean, I'm okay with that. Sorry if you live in town. And you go look for them. And there are none because I bought them all. But I will share with you. So, hit me up if you need some black wallet tips. Or as I call them, violet candles. And we'll be good. Alright, let's get my cheesy little ad out of the way. And then we will start tearing into the stuff. I, I think it's going to be a fun episode. Just because it's like a lot of um, stuff that we need to cover. Stuff that... It's helpful little reminders, especially because, you know, who doesn't need a reminder once in a while that they're fucking awesome? So, here's my little ad, and then I'll be right back. And I'm back. Okay, so what was like a 40-second ad for y'all was like 40 fucking minutes of my life going on out here. So, let me just fill y'all in. Okay, so, um, before we jump into the episode, let me give you a little background on what the fuck just happened. Um, you guys know that I burn incense, like all the time, just because that's what I do, um, I've talked about it a lot, lots of you burn incense, everything's kosher, whatever, um, earlier today I lit one, and I kept smelling the smell of my dad's chew, chewing tobacco skull, wintergreen, to be specific, so I kept smelling it, and I was like, what the fuck is that, like, what is going on, why do I keep smelling it, I was like, oh, it must be the incense that I lit, blah, 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 well, when I just took a break to smoke real quick after I did the intro, I came back in, and all of a sudden I got a big whiff of Travis's mom's perfume, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, what the hell? So I was like, oh, it has to be the incense. And I'm like, now how in the fuck does a incense smell both like Wintergreen Skull and his mom's perfume when it's fucking cotton candy, y'all? Like, what the fuck? So, I don't know if it's just because we're getting closer to Salon or what, and the veil's thinning, and they want to come speak or what. So, yeah, that was the whole situation. Kind of crazy, but yeah. So I was dealing with that, and I had to mentally like slow myself down because then I couldn't breathe, and everything just got weird. But yeah, so <laughs> if you hear me sound like I'm like having hard trouble breathing, it's just like me calming down from my little bit of anxiety attack on. <coughs> also, I'm still, as you can hear, rocking this um, allergy and sinus bullshit that's been going on for like fucking ever. So yay, go team! Alright, so the first uh, email that I want to talk about that I got was a listener that emailed me and she wasn't real comfortable with me saying her name just because it is a uni unique name and people might know who she is and that's totally kosher. But she was really stressing about the fact that she felt like 
Okay, a little backstory. She started her witchcraft path a little late in life, so she's older and feels like she's having trouble, like, catching up, per se, or learning everything or retaining all the information and blah, 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 and she just feels like she doesn't know enough and she's never going to know enough. And I, and I really thought, you know, that's horrible for her to feel that way. So I don't want any of you guys to feel like you have to know a certain amount of things to be a witch because um, it's just not true. There's no, like, uh, it's not like there's a test and there's a level. You know, you have to know this much before you can be a witch. No. Being, this is just part of it, like, being a witch is literally a never-ending learning and researching session. Um, we literally cannot know everything. Like, it's impossible because there's so much to our craft that there's no possible way for us to literally know everything. So, we will spend the majority of our craft literally just reading and researching and learning and trying and failing and practicing and doing it again and a lot of it's trial and error um think of like the witches way back in the day they did not have it easy they did not have um people to turn to and ask for help they had to hide their their craft you know for the most part and they didn't have the books that we have they didn't have the research tools that we have they they had to do it by trial and error guys and so just Remember that no witch knows everything. Like, if a witch tells you she knows everything, that she is literally a master witch, she's a fucking liar. Because, or he's a fucking liar, whichever. No witch knows everything. There's just too much fucking shit to know and to learn. And honestly, guys, like, it's it's a never-ending thing. Like, you're always going to continue learning. Honestly, the best way to keep doing this is literally just keep reading, keep researching, listen to podcasts, watch YouTube videos, read books. You can find le legit decent information on the internet. Um, there are sites that are obviously full of shit. There are sites who are just um, what I call costume witches. They dress the part, but they don't walk the walk. Um, half of them don't even fucking talk the talk right, but... You can find legit info on the internet. Just please be cautious, like, what you what you actually believe on there. Um, as far as, you know, check out the people. Check out reviews of people's websites and of different websites. Just kind of feel it out. If it doesn't feel right, obviously it's fucking wrong, too. I mean, trust your gut on some of that because there's so much fucked up shit on the internet. Anybody can make a website and put shit out there that they want and... <laughs> Sorry, damn. Say whatever they want. Obviously, not all of it's going to be true. So, take some things with a grain of salt and others with fucking huge piece. So, you know. But, honestly, guys, trial and error is going to be huge for you. Books are huge. Um, and, and that's another thing. Okay, let me get this out there. Not everybody can afford to go out and buy a shit ton of books because they're fucking expensive. So I'm going to give you guys a list of a few here towards the end of the episode that I really highly suggest um, are worth the money because number one, they're fucking cheap. Number two, um, the one that was a little bit more expensive was still fucking cheap, but really fucking good and useful and handy. Also, you can create your own fucking book of shit. And I'm not talking about, like, your book of shadows. I'm talking, like, your own book of notes and charts and 
stuff. I mean, I guess you would still consider a book shadows. So I have multiple books. Um, books of shadows. Book of sh sh books of shadow. Fuck, would you say that? Book. I have multiple books of shadows. That sounds the most correct, right? Fuck, I don't know. Anyway. I showed you guys a picture on the Facebook group and on Instagram. I don't I mean, you guys have probably seen the TikTok videos too if you've watched those, but I have a really nice leather bound one that I got off Amazon, which I'm telling you what guys, first off, let me before I get on this tangent, Amazon has some good shit. Not everything has to be expensive, not everything has to be fucking real authentic. Real leather skinned off a fucking cow or whatever. I honestly, I mean, yes, this one is real leather because I got it a fucking good deal for it, but I don't want to hurt animals, so I'm okay with fake leather. I'm okay with fake fucking designs on it. I mean, it doesn't have to be real. You have to spend a shit ton of money on some things. Don't buy fake crystals, obviously, if you can avoid it, but like some things you can go cheap on. You don't have to go all out and expensive shit, so there we go. That's, I said my piece on that. But I have my one, what I call, like, my permanent book of shadows. That is where I write down the spells that I've either created or that I've used that I've found somewhere else that I know are tried and true. I know work for me. The ones I like. The ones I feel comfortable with. That is my permanent book. I have another book. This is one of my early books. It's called, on the front of it, it's called... <laughs> On the front it says, believe in your own magic. I literally picked it up because I thought it was cute. And then it just became a thing I started writing shit in. So, this has some different spells in it that I wrote down to kind of try. But it also has all of my fucking notes of random shit in it. So, I have a whole fucking section of uh, how to center myself. And how to, like, a whole list of shit that I wrote down. Like, what works for me to center myself and ground myself and get myself in a fucking zone. And... And all of that. And then I've got another section. Which. Let me lose my shit here. Literally is all about the wheel of the year. I'm breaking down the fucking wheel of the year. And things that I can understand. So. I could tell you over and over things. But if you don't look at it from your own way. Or write it down your own way. That you like get it. Or it pertains to you. Then it's not going to make sense. Or. You can literally copy what I have word for word and it won't have the same effect because it doesn't come from your heart. So, what I like to do is I like to find things like this, like like my passage on centering myself and grounding myself. And that's literally just a saved little spot in here and write it out in my own words, my own feelings and the way that it hits me. And it's just like a guide for me to remember when I get stressed or when I'm in a rush or whatever and I need to bring myself back down is a really good reminder for me. And then the Wheel of the Year, you guys, I remember the Wheel of the Year. I remember all the Sabbaths. I remember all the things. But it's just nice to have that in here as a refresher because some days our brains just are like, huh? And you have that moment where you're just like, duh, I don't remember shit. It's really nice to have this, this little journal slash book slash whatever the fuck you want to call it with your own notes and your own charts and your own little things and your book of shadows can literally be whatever. It doesn't have to be solely spells. It doesn't have to be solely journaling. It doesn't have to be solely charts. I mean, it literally could be a fucking mixture of everything. So, I have, like I said, I have multiple. But it's because I do better this way. I'm dyslexic. I think I told you guys that in the beginning. I seriously had to relearn how to do everything when I was in 11th grade. I was 17 trying to figure out 
how to read stuff and comprehend it the correct way. How to slow myself down so that I could do math. Because I'm really good at math, but if I'm under pressure or if I'm rushing, fuck it all up because my brain doesn't take the time to slow down. It speeds up and fucks it all up. So, I had to relearn all that shit. <clears throat> and so, I'm like the wheel of the year and I've got like all the different habits and what different things happen and all the different aspects of it. And then in the second part of it, I have like what they mean to me, like how I personally celebrated them this time and um, what I did and like a little journal, like a little reminder to look back. And then you got a section here that's got palm reading notes because I'm, you know, I do palm reading and I got a whole section of the chakras literally went full balls to the wall with writing on the chakra information, how to open them and how to work all that. There's like, Fucking 25, 35 pages here, nothing but chakra information because they're important to me, but I could not do it the way that I'd read it in other books and the way that, you know, I listened to the podcast that I listened to or the YouTube video and I was trying to like, you know, take notes from them, but I have to do it my own way. I think it's something for us all to remember because I say it a hundred times, there's no wrong way to be a witch, but we all have to do it our own way. We are not going to do everything the same as other people. So yes... I can guide you, I can give you suggestions, I can give you tips, but I can't tell you exactly how to do specific things because we might be different. But we also might be the same. So, this is why it's, I feel, I always feel like I'm contradicting myself when I'm talking about this kind of stuff, but what works for one may not work for another, obviously, but parts of that may also work perfectly. So, but the chakra, this whole section, it's literally a mixture of, like, a book, two different YouTube videos, two different podcast episodes, and I'm pretty sure it was, like, an article I found online from, like, a meditation specialist. All of that mixed together was how I came across, or how I came to find my own way of how doing the chakra system for me works, and... It may not be the most ideal. My writing, if you were to come in here and read this, you might think, what the fuck is wrong with you, Cassie? Like, you have some serious fucking problems. But that's the best way for me to describe it. Like, especially, like, the positions when you have to sit in a specific position. The way I describe it in here may make you think that I'm fucking crazy. But to me, it makes sense because it reminds me of a time when we saw a bird and it was turned sideways, like, specific way. And it reminded me of that. And that's how I have to sit. You know what I mean? Like... It's just different for everybody, and this was my own personal way. Now, this is a um, a book that I don't share with anybody. I don't really share a lot of my stuff with anybody, but, like, if you ask me for a spell or help with something, I'm definitely going to give it to you. I may not always just take a picture of it and share it to you or send it to you because it's my own personal way of doing it, but I'll put it into a way that you can understand it. That's not going to confuse you and make you think I'm psychotic. But I have a whole other section of um, Ontario in here. And then, like, literally, when the whole section of Ontario is done, it goes right into my apothecary information list. Like, I literally call it my herb cheat sheet. Because sometimes it's hard to remember what every fucking herb does, especially when you have a shit ton. Like, I've got probably, like, 40 in here in my apothecary right now. And there are some that I can't fucking tell you what they do without looking it up because I don't remember. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, there are how many fucking herbs in the world? Like, shit tons. Tons of oils. 
tons of fucking flowers, tons of fucking everything. And we can't be expected to remember what every single fucking part of all of these do. I mean, yes, I know that, you know, basil is for luck and purification, but sometimes I may forget that it works really good for banishing negativity. But it's written down in my book, so now I can know. Like, if I ever, you know, need something, I can check my cheat sheet and be like, oh, hey, these are all the fucking things that catnip does. Instead of just make your cat fucking psychotic, it could be used for happiness, to attract love, to develop psychic and emotional bonds. Like, we need this shit, guys, because we can't all remember everything. Like, straight up, unless you have a fucking, like, magic picture memory mind... You're not going to remember everything. So, having cheat sheets and having these separate books with all of this different stuff in it is very fucking handy. And it's okay to have multiple. I honestly probably have about seven um, of these books of shadows. Books of shadows? Is that what we decided to say? I think that's what it was. I honestly have probably about seven with different things in them. Um, some are literally like my journaling book shadows. And it's got different... Um, journal entries of me trying different things and it's got literally a spell written in it me literally putting down like a week later and adding notes of how the spell worked out or what I need to adjust with it before I put it into my quote unquote permanent book shadows because I know that it needs to be adjusted or it needs to be corrected or I need to alter something in it and I just don't put anything into that permanent one until I'm 100% happy with it but I will probably keep my um my cheat sheets, what I call them, but my index or whatever you want to call it of my apothecary stuff separate. And one day I'm going to have a full book of nothing but like apothecary stuff. And it's going to be a perfect, well, perfect in my eyes, which price will be fucked up, but book that I can go to. But I have so many things I want to work through first and practice with and make sure it's quote unquote perfect before I put it in there. So it's okay to be like that, guys. That's one big thing I want you guys to make sure you fully understand. You, there's no perfect witch, okay? It's perfect is in the eye of what you fucking believe you are. So, if you believe you're perfect doing what you're doing, fucking, I will support you 100%. You're perfect. My perfect and your perfect may be different. Things I think I am perfect at may fucking suck in your eyes. This is the whole point of our uniqueness. And that's why... Witchcraft is so special because it can be unique to each fucking witch. It is unique to each witch. So, just remember you don't have to be at certain levels anyone else. You have your own things that you are strong in. You have your own things that you are weaker in and need a little bit of assistance. We all do. Like, every fucking one of us. And none of us know everything. It's just not how it works, guys. Um, but the books and the writing and the journaling... And reading and listening and watching. All these things are fucking great ways to really amp up your craft and to really drive yourself. And, and that passion comes when you start learning and reading more. And for me anyway, when I start on a roll and I'm reading or researching and my passion for it just flies. And next thing I know, it's been like four hours and I've literally just reading up on this one topic because I went to look something up and... I'm like eight books deep trying to search through and make sure that, you know, wow, I'm learning everything about the subject that I can and absorbing as much as I can. And there's still so much to learn about it. And that's one of the cool things with our craft is it is never ending. It's like playing a video game, you know, like, um, 
thinking back in the day, like Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers when it came out. When you got to the end, you, you know, you mastered the game, what the fuck do you do now? Like, you beat it all. Now what? That's cool thing witchcraft. There's no beating the game. You never reach the end of the game. It's constant go. And that's really cool for people like me who, yes, I love to reach goals, but also I love to continue learning. I love to absorb and and do things and, and keep going. I don't like when there's an end to something that I love. Like, it's like reading a really good book and then it's over and you feel like those people are just out of your lives. Like you felt you like you became part of that life for a while and like it was just or like your favorite TV show, like you know, um Oh god, what fucking show like Breaking Bad, okay? So we just rewatched Breaking Bad not long ago. And you feel like you know these people, you know these characters and you know what it's like you feel those feelings and those emotions that they feel because you're so invested in it and then bam it's the season finale and it's over and you don't see those people anymore and it's just done you're like well hmm. you have the empty spot and yes it's trivial because it's a tv show or a book but it's no less real i mean it's still there but with the witchcraft you don't have that hole you just have that thrive for continuing to learn and continuing to to grow and just keep moving and, and expanding yourself and it's awesome because you can just continue forever like literally so like I'm gonna literally be on my deathbed in the nursing home freaking out all the nurses and the other patients and residents because I'm just gonna be sitting there doing my craft and still learning when I'm like 125 years old sitting in the nursing home I don't know if I'll live that long but you know we will see we will see so going back to the the research and stuff, online can be very helpful and very useful. Just be cautious, um, again, with what websites you believe and which one, you know, ones you follow. If any website asks you to pay, fuck it, don't do it. It's usually a scam. It's usually pretty shitty unless they're, like, advertising their book or something like, you know, hey, if you want to read the rest of this, check out my book or something like that. But still definitely check it out because some of the stuff is still just shady as fuck. You don't have to spend a lot of money, guys. This is a, another email I get asked a lot of times. Um, I kind of touched on it in the beginning when I was talking about the book and everything. You don't have to spend a lot of money for witchcraft. You can make things yourself. DIY, honestly, is best because it makes it better because you put part of your heart and soul into that thing, making it. Now, some things you can't make, obviously. You can't make your own crystals. Probably can't make your own essential oils or your own herbs. I mean, you can't make your own herbs. You kind of, like, grow them and all that shit, but you can buy cheaper stuff. You don't have to go and buy the most expensive. It doesn't have to be all fucking certified and special from, you know, some specific witchy website. It can literally be from fucking Amazon, y'all. I get my herbs from Amazon, a lot of them. I only buy it from one specific buyer on there. I'm going to make actually a uh, list and talk about that in another episode of Trusted Buyers for legit shit through Amazon and some other, um, websites, yeah. <laughs> um, as far as crystals go, I will tell you right now, satin crystals, top fucking notch stuff, guys. Not super expensive, but it is so fucking amazing. They have personal touch stuff, personal care, so they're out of California, but okay, that's where I bought my Moldavite from, you guys. They sent me a personalized video 
like the day that it was delivered, I when they, once I got the delivery notification, I got a video in the email where they literally said my name. Like she literally is videoing, talking to me specifically about my piece that I ordered using my name, talking about the properties of it and telling me all the things about it. All this stuff I already knew, but some of it I didn't. So that was really fucking cool that they took the time to make a personalized video for their customer clear in Indiana that ordered a crystal from them in California. That is personal touch. That's fucking awesome. You could tell that they are a great group. Um, it's a, a mother and two daughters, I think. But they are fucking awesome. Like, they are really caring. And the emails, because I went ahead and signed up for all the emails, like, from the store. And the different things that I get all the time are so awesome. I get coupon codes. I get suggestions. I get all this cool stuff. And then they always talk about rituals and things like that. So it's really fucking cool. So that's definitely a majorly awesomely trusted website. Again, it's Satin Crystals. I'm not, like, trying to plug them or anything, but definitely... Um, I will also tell you, because somebody did email about subscription boxes, and you guys have heard me talk about, uh, Mindful Souls like fucking crazy. Love them. Fucking amazing. <laughs> they are here, but salty. It's like $39, I think, for the box a month. But it's so worth it, guys. It's so much cool shit in there. Every month I get at least two crystals. I get jewelry. I get, um... All kinds of shit. There's like seven or eight different things you get in every fucking box. And it's just fucking cool shit. Like, um, I got a breast, a bracelet, two bracelets, three crystals, a couple on our necklace this month, uh, and some other shit. I don't even remember. Like, it's so cool. Like, there's just so much stuff. It's awesome. Oh, and this plant of wood. Like, their pieces are just awesome. Um, they're definitely worth it. And then the newest one I started doing was the Goddess Provisions. It is... I think it was 20 a month, maybe 25, but it's definitely also worth it. It's a cute little purple box. And so one of mine got um, delayed shipping. I don't know what how the hell happened, but it got delayed. So they sent me another one. And then to make it up, they sent me two more. So I got four fucking boxes that month for the price of one. It was cool. Yeah, they were all the same thing. But like I shared it with my, um, my son's girlfriends because they really thought the stuff was cool and it was just awesome shit, so it was really cool to have that and to be able to share that with them, and it was awesome stuff, so there's that, um, yeah, I keep saying, um, yeah, that's like my new thing, it's like a tick I have going on, I mean, I don't have Tourette's, not making fun of anyone with Tourette's, I think it's very fascinating to, um, observe how people handle that so well, I think I would panic in that situation, so I, I think it's amazing that some people are just so wonderful with it and like handle it so well I know I just sound like I'm just in a hole I'm just gonna stop talking so fuck it um but yeah so um DIY is also super better for you I mean because like I said you put your heart and soul into it and it's just to me it makes things better but you could also go with things online not everything has to be like super expensive you can go cheap it's just how you choose all right Next email that I want to address, a little topic here. Doo, doo, doo. How do you stay with you when you feel like you're in a funk? Okay, guys, so one of the big ways, we've kind of talked about this in some of the other episodes, self-care, huge. 
we did a whole episode on self-care and then like all the stuff going along with it like the shadow work and protecting our energies and all that stuff it's really important guys self-care is important for everyone but which is especially because we are under so much shit as far as like we have the psychic parts of all of it and the mental part and the physical and so much shit so self-care is huge and i know there's like this big movement in the whole world right now where people are really pushing for others to take self-care and they're trying to get self-care like mental health days paid for work and stuff which i honestly support um i'm not saying take like a bunch of them but sometimes you don't have to be sick like physically sick to need that day off um because you are quote unquote sick Sometimes our mental health is way more important than a few dollars at work. So I think that's something that we need to all look inside ourselves and make sure that we are taking time to self-care. But also make sure that you're doing something quote-unquote witchy every day. And that could be the simplest thing as saying a little incantation while you start your morning coffee or while you're putting the ice in if, you, if you're a, a drinker of like iced coffee or your um, you don't drink coffee, you drink soda, or whatever the case may be. Maybe it's why you're making dinner. Just say a little incantation for the day while you're doing it. Um, I want to repeat again the one that I use all the time, just in case anybody needs one. So if you need to pause it for a second, get a pen and paper in case you want to use this, or you can write it down and then make your own um, version of it or adjust it or whatever you need. But here we go. <clears throat> I greet this day with gratitude. I sail through this day on my positive attitude. As my energy now rises, I know I will meet all of my tasks until they are complete. So let it be. So that is one I say every morning um, when I make my coffee. And I'm not going to lie, I have skipped a few mornings because I'm half asleep. It's like 3.30 in the morning. I'm trying to wake up, hurry up and make my coffee before I go pee. Because coffee takes forever to make sometimes. It's curious, but it still sometimes takes forever. I don't know why. But sometimes we just we forget things. So trying to... Remember that, and a really good way to remember this or to do about it, we all have smartphones anymore. Like, pretty much everybody has a smartphone, especially if you're listening to this podcast, you have some type of device that you can use. Set a reminder. You can literally set reminders in your phone or your watch or your fucking computer, for that matter, to go off at the same time every single day, and you can set a little label for it. For what you want to be so it could be set a reminder for every evening at 902 to remind you to do a little self-care or to say a little incantation or something that is true to you something that you really feel like you connect with because if it's something just if it's just my incantation that I told you guys that I do and you don't feel connected to it then I ain't gonna do shit but if you feel connected to it, or you create it, or you took mine and tweaked it, then it will have a meaning to you. And maybe mine does connect with you, and you, you, it resonates with you, and you feel it. Definitely go ahead and take it and use it. Or, if you need to tweak it and adjust it, you can tweak and adjust it. Whatever you need to do to make it yours, do it. Just do something set a way to remind yourself to do something with you every day, and it does help you stay in it. In the zone so you don't get out of that funk. Because God knows we've all been there. Life is just fucked up right now. Especially, I mean, 2021. If you're listening to this in the future. Like, I don't know. Maybe you time travel or something. I don't know. 
But 2020 and 2021 were some fucked up years that just we need to put behind us in the history books because, wow. I'm not getting into it all, but it's been fucking crazy. So, with the virus and all the other bullshit going on in the world, that's crazy. And we forget things and we get in these funks and we just kind of, we're, we're human. We're witches, but we're human. And we don't always remember to take care of ourselves or or to get ourselves out of that funk so definitely definitely take care of yourself with some self-care and do something with you every day it will help um so somebody asked me about uh legalities as far as witchcraft goes so that was the next email. I, so I thought, you know, we have never really talked about that. So that's definitely something we should address on the podcast. Witchcraft technically is legal at a federal level in the entire United States. I'm not sure about other countries. I do know that we have listeners on here from several other countries. You would have to check your local laws and your country's laws. Um, here in America, for anyone who's not um, here in America... Here we have different levels of laws. You have the federal, and then the state, and then the local or municipal. So on federal level, witchcraft is completely legal. Um, Indiana, obviously, I've looked it up, is completely legal. In the state, or in America, um, witchcraft is literally covered under the First Amendment, but also it is recognized as a religion. So we have the same rights and protections as religious, other religions like Christians and Catholics and all the churches and everything. So we cannot be fired or discriminated against for being witches. We cannot be um, made to do things or things that might be against our quote unquote religion because of witchcraft and whatever. But um, if you want to be an asshole and not bake a cake for a Catholic or Protestant or a Methodist or a Mormon or whatever because you don't believe in their faith because you're a witch, well, then you can do that because they can't, they can use their religion against gays because they don't believe in them to bake a cake for them and win. So we can do the same. Not that, you know, we're assholes are going to do that, but I just want to throw that out there. That we do have that same ability. Now, um, some states do have different levels or different laws. And I will go ahead and like tell you to look up your own states. I did not take time to look up all 50 states. Some places have um, a ban against tarot reading. It's like illegal unless you do it in a different way. So it has to be considered a counseling session or for labeled as for entertainment only, quote unquote. And then some places you cannot actually charge people. It has to be considered like a donation or act of kindness. And that is because it's part of the anti-fraud and scammer movement or something like that. So basically, like, they're just trying to protect people from getting ripped off by people trying to pretend to be psychic or trying to pretend to be able to read, you know, things like that. So it's just all on how you word it. Um... It is some crappiness, but whatever. Also, it is illegal to teach witchcraft to a minor without their parental consent. I'm just throwing that out there. Um, 
So if you are have like your niece or something and you are or nephew and you're teaching them witchcraft and their parents don't know about it, definitely get their uh, approval, especially if you are in a state or area where people really look down on witches, I would definitely do that. And especially like, you know, because it wouldn't just be your family you'd have to worry about reporting you. It could be literally one of the kids go to school and tell their friends, hey, you know, my aunt or my uncle is teaching me witchcraft this weekend and I learned this, this, and this. And that kid goes home and tells their ultra-conservative Catholic mother that, hey, you know, this little Susie got taught witchcraft over the weekend. I want to learn it too. Next thing you know, CPS is involved, cops are involved, just a whole bunch of bullshit. Um, I have nothing wrong or against Catholics or Christians or Protestants or Mormons, and I'm just using them as examples. Um, you guys know I am non-religious and that sort of it, so I, I just don't have anything against them. I'm just using them as an example. But yeah, and also, so there are some other I want to add into this too, because this was another part that I added in as a response uh, to the email, because some states it does have an effect on custody battles. If one parent is into witchcraft or not, they will look at it like all wacky and crazy and give you the stink eye for it. So look at your local laws if you are concerned about any of that, because you, we really don't know. This world is fucked up and people are assholes, so just be cautious. All right, before we go into the Korean spell part, I did want to um, go back and touch on another part real quick. Um, it, this is kind of part of like a multiple e email situation question that was asked from my listener. Gatekeeping. So I've talked about this so many times. Um, there was a, a listener that had messaged me. Kim, um, I, I really, I'm glad that we got that situation taken care of and that you don't have to stress about it anymore. What happened with Kim is she had a fellow witch in another Facebook group. I, or was it Instagram page? I don't remember. Anyway, she was being basically bullied and told that um, she had to do X, Y, and Z in order to be considered a witch. And that she had to have it in her blood. And she wasn't technically a real witch because she didn't have descendant blood from the Salem. I mean, it was a whole fucking shit show situation, guys. Um, once I explained to Kim, you know gatekeeper suck um please don't be a gatekeeper guys there is so many so many different ways that you can be a gatekeeper um i guess there are so many not is so many that sounded bad anyway i come across gatekeepers all the time and they suck because they tell you what you can and can't do to be a witch and that you have to be this and that and you can't do this and that and it fucking sucks man there's no wrong way to be a witch. You guys, I have said it a hundred times. You guys know this. You guys say it with me. I'm sure why you're listening to this thing. Because you know what I hear I say. There's no wrong way to be a witch. You don't have to be a certain way or talk a certain way or dress a certain way to be a witch. If you don't do something that other witches do, that doesn't make you any less of a witch. Fuck gatekeepers. I hate when people try to gatekeep and make everyone feel like they have to do things their specific way or... Or they're not it. And it just sucks. It's not that way. You are a witch because you feel like you are. You've embraced it. You had the calling. And you answered that fucking call. You embraced that life. And here you are. You are a witch. Fuck people who tell you you're not. Or try to fucking gatekeep because fuck them. Nope, nope, nope. Meet other witches. Um, so there are covens that you can do online. If you have a large city that you live in. Like a large city. And there's like a lot of you. 
There are different um, metaphysical stores around you. Most of them have a bulletin board or they'll have some type of um, listing there so you can talk to the shopkeeper or the owner or um, anyone there really. And they should have a information packet on covens in the area, local covens. Um, they do this because it's hard to reach out. Um, there's not like there's a witch book, like there's Facebook, which there should be. It's a fucking brilliant idea. Somebody take that idea right now, start making a witch book, and that way we can all connect, and I'm just patting it so nobody else steals it after this, but one of y'all jump on that idea, because it's fucking brilliant. I love it. Anyway, um, they should have some type of information that they can give you so you can connect with other witches in your area, and then even be able to join local covens. It is okay to coven hop in the beginning. Um... Now, some covens have different rules, especially if they are specific. Wiccans have a lot more rules of um, how you can join. And you're considered a seeker for a year and a day. And then you can actually become a, a Wiccan, which is like a whole situation. I do not know all of that because um, I am not Wiccan. I'm eclectic. Um... Again, like, if you guys need a refresher on the different types of witchcraft, it's in Season 1. But they do have different um, connections and they can help you. It is okay, like I said, to visit different covens. And you can go as a guest, and that way you're not committed to anything. And you can fill out to see if it's the right fill for you. If they ask for money for you to join, red flag. If they ask you to be sky-clad right away or without you being comfortable, red flag. Um, if they you know, start talking bad about other covens right away, red flag. Um, there's lots of different things. If you feel uneasy or uncomfortable, giant fucking red flag. It's all about your comfort there, and it has to be a fit for you, because this is something that's a big deal. It's not something that you're just gonna, oh, hey, you know, I may or may not. This is a big situation. It's not just, you know, hey, yeah, we'll be Facebook friends, but, you know, I'm not really gonna react. This is a coven where you join in and you are part of rituals and participations and things like that so really make sure that you are really feeling the coven don't just jump in because hey it's there um you need to feel comfortable you need to feel like you are embraced you need to feel like you are accepted and everything else so but metaphysical stores in bigger cities will have that smaller cities a little bit different and we will um get more into that later. I, I really want to get the website back up and going after that hack. It's just been a nightmare. But my plan is to create a website of an online coven where people can communicate and create like a, a virtual bulletin board so that you could come on and click your state and, and your little region of, of the state and zoom in and be able to find, oh, okay, there are like four covens within a 40-mile radius or whatever. So that is my goal. I just have not had time to make that come into fruition especially after the hack so if anybody would like to work with me on this um if anybody has any computer skills and would like to make something like that happen please reach out to me put in the subject line what, what we're talking about the um online coven um page i guess um the basic witch 2020 gmail.com i really like to make that happen i just i need assistance with doing it I need to fix, well, the hack situation is cleared, I think, now, so we're good there. But um, definitely, if you are interested in helping me with that, please let me know. I think we could uh, 
do something fucking awesome with it. Alright, so another question that I was asked recently was, why is witchcraft becoming more popular now than it has been in the past? Well, it's not necessarily becoming more popular, it's just becoming more known. So, witchcraft has been around this entire time, obviously, so... I'm assuming if you are a witch or um, interested in witchcraft at all that you have done a little bit of research. We all remember the Salem Witch Trials, learning about that in school, and all of that. But, we also know that that was bullshit. Um, there may have been a few witches that got actually burned at the stake and, and all that stuff in the beginning, but the rest of them were smart and fucking packed up, hauled balls, and took off to New Orleans. We know this through records. Um... <laughs> Like, legit, like, the witches that got burned, like, through the rest of the Salem Witch Trials were not real witches. It was literally just a bunch of people telling on each other and wanting to get each other in trouble because they didn't like each other. Or they're trying to get out of shit. And we learned that through the fucking movies and the books and all the other bullshit. But the real witches took off. They went to New Orleans to get the fuck out of there because they, they were smart. They knew what was going on. But we do know that this was legit because there are records of all of this. Um, everything way back goes on. Witchcraft was one of those things where you just did not fucking talk about it out of fear of the Salem Witch Trials. I mean, honestly, like, out of fear of bur being burned at the stake. And it's not just, like, way back then, but still up until fuck, quite a while, honestly. I mean, not real long ago. I mean, it's it's literally been kind of scary for us for quite a while. So people have always been practicing, but it just wasn't talked about. Until, shit, like, like mid-1960s. So, Aleister Crowley, I will tell you, you guys, if you've ever, I'm sure you guys have heard of him. He was a very disturbed individual, but he also had a lot of fucking brilliance when it came to witchcraft. He also had a lot of, like, what the fuck are you talking about when it came to witchcraft. So, it's kind of like border, like, on the fence there. But, he had all these great ideas and concepts and laws that, you know, quote-unquote laws, but he just didn't get where he needed to be with them. And then in the mid to late 1960s, a gentleman by the name of Gerald Garner, which you guys may have recognized the name because he was, like, the father of Wiccan, um, pretty much what, you know, people call him, but he decided to publicize witchcraft and to basically monetize on it cash in on it and tell the world that, yeah, witches are real and we're here and we've been here and all of that shit. Um, he wrote a book basically telling all about witchcraft and um, the whole Wiccan religion. This was a huge controversy in the witchcraft world because, number one, um, it was supposed to be a huge secret back then so you didn't get persecuted. Number two, it was a big rise, or is right in the middle of the whole satanic panic shit going on, where everybody thought that, you know, devil worshippers were going to take over and just ruin everything and just go around killing everybody because of stupid fucks like Richard Ramirez and um, Charles Manson and things like that. They literally, you know, were doing the hell Satan, praise Satan, all that shit, and made it into a whole big thing. Now... You guys know I've expressed multiple times I don't believe in God, which means I also don't believe in Satan or the devil. I'm not saying that Lucifer or an evil entity does not exist out there. I know there are plenty of evil entities. 
There may be a master evil entity, but I don't think his name is Satan or Lucifer. Maybe it's Lucifer. I don't fucking know. I just don't believe in, like, the Satan of the Bible. Moving on. Um, so everyone was kind of, like, in the satanic panic situation. And as we've grown throughout the world and realized that, you know, less and less people are believing in God and actually following science and things like that and other religions, and it's not just Catholic or Christian or whatever, then witchcraft has opened up to be more acceptable and it's not so much where people are scared anymore because they finally fucking learned about this and realized that we're not evil people. We're not out here hexing everyone and sacrificing little children and all the things that they've been so scared for centuries and everything that we were. So witchcraft is on the rise not because more people are doing it necessarily but because more people are finding out that there are witches out there. It's just been a very quiet situation. So, um, I will say more people are embracing their abilities and more people are accepting who they are, but you were still a witch to me before you embraced it and accepted and realized who you were. It's just, sometimes it takes us a little bit to get there. So, yeah, that's why. Um, it's not necessarily like a huge rise in the actual number. It's just the number of people who are aware that witches are real and they exist. Which brings me to the next question. Witch names. Okay. So, we talked about this briefly in a few other episodes. Do you need a witch name? Why have a witch name? Back in the day, witches had a magic name or a witch name or secret name, whatever you want to say, however you want to call it. To protect themselves. So, um, the example I always use is if someone says, oh, well, um, I was with Sarah and she was cast a spell. If one witch got gets caught and she's overheard talking about another witch, if she's that witch name, the witch name, then they're not going to know who she was actually talking about or, or whatever. It's just a, another way for privacy, um, especially back in the Salem times and New Orleans days and things like that. It was just another act of privacy to protect witches from people knowing who they are. Uh, especially if, like, it was, like, bigger areas, you know, and somebody says, oh, you know, I walked in on a coven, and uh, this, or, you know, I showed up there, and this lady's name was Sarah, and I heard people say, you know, these specific names or whatever. Well, then you're already a cop because you're using a totally different name. So, it was just kind of like a, a way to protect yourself back then, and it it still kind of has that same concept now, even though we are more open to um, being out of the broom closet and really embracing ourselves. But some people still prefer to have a witch name. That's completely fine. If you have a witch name, if you choose one, some people say that only your coven and fellow witches should know your witch name. No one else. Well, yes. My opinion here. My opinion solely my opinion. I agree with that if you are trying to keep quiet and trying to keep still no one knowing that you're a witch. If you're still in the room closet. No. If everyone knows you're a witch and you flaunt it and show it and have a fucking podcast named The Basic Witch, then yeah, you can tell everyone your witch name, honestly. I mean, I don't have one. I've just never picked one. It's not that I don't want one. Um, I do, when I do tarot readings, uh, they festival. I have a big banner that says Madam Foxy on it. When I do divination there, crystal reading, crystal ball readings, palm readings, whatever. 
I have a giant sign that says Madame Foxy tarot card reading. Why? Because I did a festival for, not festival, but I did after prom for the high school and they needed a name. And I have <laughs> the name Madame Foxy tattooed on my ankle. And that is a whole other story that I need to tell you all about later. But I have that name on me. Um, so that's what we went with real quick. And I just thought that they were going to put like on a, on a poster or something. I did not know they were going to make me a giant fucking banner. But it's cool. So now that's like my witch name. I guess you could say. Um, it's not something that I specifically chose or anything. But it's something I chose at the time that I used that name. So I'll tell you about that guys here in a minute once I finish the rest of this. But um, there are many ways to pick a witch name. First, you need to consider what influence you want. Do you want um, just a random witchy type name, like in general? Then go through a book of witchy names or a list of witchy names or whatever. Like literally, you can Google witchy names, witch names. I mean, seriously, you could Google it and you're going to find all kinds of stuff. Um, you want to pick something that resonates with you, something that draws to you. And a lot of witches will pick their witch name when they're young. And when they get older, they matured. And that witch name doesn't have the meaning that it did when they were younger. And it's totally okay to change your witch name. You do not have to keep the same name. It's totally fine. Like, people change their names all the time. So if you want to change it, fucking change it. You do not have to keep the same witch name if you don't want to. But... It is one that you're going to be used to, so just put some thought into, excuse me, into it because you don't want to change it like a hundred times. So, if you do decide that you want a witch name, take time to really investigate it and really make sure that it it draws you. It feels like right. It feels comfortable. That you just really feel a pull with it. Try it out if you have a significant other. Or a family member or a friend who's super close and understands, you know, your path and what you're doing or anything. Then, really, have them call you that for a little bit and see if, you know, unless you don't, unless you want to keep it quiet, completely quiet, and that's completely fine. Ask one of your um, brother or sister witches to, to do it with you, to go over it with you. And to see how you feel, how it sounds when someone calls you that name. Or do a recording of calling yourself that name and of yourself talking and, and see how it feels. But... Either way, no matter what name you pick or what way you go about picking this, just make sure it fits you. Just, you know, really make sure you feel pulled with it. So, there are some different ways um, for you to pick your name. A lot of people will just kind of, like I said, go through and pick a random um, name that they found. It could be after a deity also. So, don't feel like it, you know... I wouldn't, honestly, I mean, you could, but, I mean, like, I would never pick Hecate for me, but I have Hecate tattooed on my arm now, like, a symbol for her, just because I feel really drawn to her, and then she was one of the deities that I had felt really, like, connected with, but you can totally pick a deity name, if, again, there's no wrong way to be a witch, so you can fucking pick whatever name you want, but some people will use crystals to choose their name. And so basically what you would do is you would, um, if this is the path you want to go down, you would look into crystals and like their meanings and all the different aspects of them, not just like the, the normal, okay, tiger's eye for protection, 
So, I mean, look at all the different parts of them and all the different things that go along with them. And then see what resonates, what pulls you in, what makes you really feel like you connect with it, like garnet. The stone is linked to romantic love and passion and associated with career, success, social popularity, self-confidence. It generally energizes, giving inspiration and promoting positive thoughts. Its chakra is root. So, if that is you, I mean, it's color red, and if that fucking describes you, then Garnet would be your witch name that you might go with if it feels like you are drawn to it or, you know, whatever the case might be. Um, some people also pick, like, flower names because they feel drawn to it or herbs. I mean, honestly, you can pick whatever you want, guys. Whatever's going to work for you. Just make sure that you feel attached to it. Now, this kind of goes along with the same thing of picking a witch name. Um, it is your, it's numerology to choose your name. So, I'm going to read this little passage out of a book that I'm going to tell you guys about here in a minute. But, it says each number has, or using numerology to choose your name. Each number has its own vibration, and in this vibration which leads, huh? Oh, it is, it is this vibration which lends power to both your Christian name and your magical name and your spellcrafting. By Christian name, obviously just your born name. I don't like when they say Christian name. Uh, number can be inscribed on candles for candle magic, carved onto your broomstick, writing on paper, or uh, signed in the air. Using the graph below, you can calculate the numbers of your chosen name or magical intention, empowering it with the correct numerical vibration. So, basically, if you would take this chart, and I could put um, a picture of this in the group if anybody's interested, and this would just be like... This could be either your birth name or your um, magic name, whatever you want to pick. But there's a chart, and it's literally one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine across. Okay, you number like one through nine, and then you go A, B, C. You know, A under one, B under two, C under three, etc. And then after I, you go back and J under one, etc. All the way through, you'll have nine. Will only have two of them because there's twenty six letters, so twenty seven. And then you add all the letters up. So Cassie would be um, a K would be two and A would be I or one. I, K would be I. Jesus, Cassie. So my number is 19. You add 19 together, one and nine, you get 10. You add one zero together, you get one. So one would be power, leadership, and new beginnings. That would be the keywords for my number. So my number would be one. Um, again, this is just something if you wanted to have a magic number. Normally, 13 is my magic number. 11 and uh, 22 are considered to be very powerful in numerology. So, you should never, like, reduce those. And this is not just me saying, no, hey, never do that. Uh, this is literally, like, every numerology thing ever saying, literally, and should, in the strictest of terms, never be reduced. 11 is the number of justice and balance, and 22 is the number of adventure and courage. Um, they, these are literally like, they stick to that shit, guys. So, just use caution. But you can literally use, like, crystals or oils or herbs or just a random fucking witch name or, um, flower. I mean, literally anything, whatever draws you. If, if you feel like you are connected with peppermint, like the, the attributes of peppermint really just resonate with you, then... Name yourself peppermint or lemongrass or whatever. Honest to God, guy, or honestly, whatever you choose, as long as you are happy with it, then fuck it. 
Who cares? As long as you're happy, that's all that matters. As long as you feel connected, that's all that matters. We're good. So real quick before I, I go on, I will... I know, you guys, this episode's like kind of longer than normal, but it's fine. Before I go on, I will tell you about the Madame Foxy. I may have briefly mentioned this in another episode, or I, I can't, honestly, I, I don't remember if I did. I remember talking about it, and then I remember thinking I should fucking delete that shit, but I don't know if I did. So, here we go. <laughs> about two years ago, Tab and I were thinking of some ways to get extra money, and uh, we were joking around about, we saw this thing where this guy literally... Or this girl literally sold cups of her bathtub water for $500 a cup. And we were like, what the fuck, man? That's crazy. So we're like, we should come up with a way to make some extra money doing stupid shit like that. And I was like, have you seen me? Like, nobody's going to buy stuff my bath water. So we came across the thing where people were joking about selling feet pics. And my feet are horrible. I have to wear fake toenails because my toenails are so jacked up from being, like, destroyed when I was little. But usually in the summer, I do wear them anyway. I also have extremely high arches. Um, like, literally, the nerve doctor I went to had told me he has never seen arches that high in his life. Um, so, I have very high arches. Apparently, guys with feet fetish situations like high arches. So, long story short, we decided we would try it just for fun. I knew it wouldn't work. Told Travis there's no fucking way. And it did. It took off. <laughs> we had our own website. We had our own um, Instagram with thousands of followers. Uh, and only fans page. All kinds of stuff of just feet. Nothing else. Nothing dirty. Nothing kinky. Just feet. People would literally pay me to make videos of me um, cracking my toes or um, crushing nutty butters. Oh my god, that was the worst. Literally, just barefoot stomping on nutty butters. I was like 50 bucks for like a 30 second video of me stomping on nutter butters. Or, um, like, what's the other stuff? Pouring syrup on it. Or, just weird shit in high heels. Like, just literally prancing around in a pair of heels for a few minutes. Like, major money doing this shit, guys. Like, it was crazy. So, obviously, we like just picked a name randomly one day. And it was Madame Foxy. It was a name that we just came up with real fast. And... Um, yeah, so, I have a tattoo on my ankle that says Madame Foxy because, you know, when you take pictures of your feet, you advertise for yourself, and I did. And I honestly don't care what anybody thinks about that part, because, I mean, it was just, it was something fun my husband and I did together. We had a lot of fun doing it, brought us way closer, and not that we, like, were close before, because I don't, honestly don't know if we can ever get any closer. We're, like, super fucking close, like, literally tight as can be, but... Um, it's just funny because when I had to hurry up and come up with a name that was the only thing I could think of was Adam Foxy so that's kind of like my witch name when I go do tarot and other readings and stuff so yeah now you guys know that story a little embarrassed by that but you know what I made some money so I don't really care that's that part <laughs> yeah okay so the witchy name stuff just make sure that you really feel like connected with it and sometimes they're really cute names just like that are cute but if it doesn't resonate with you it doesn't feel right you can always change it I mean I know I keep saying make sure you do this but literally you can totally change it guys just put thought into it don't don't I wouldn't personally 
if I'm going to pick a serious witch name, I would not take less than a day to think about it and to really research and find out meanings behind names or, you know, where they derive from or the significance or what they stand for, represent, and so on and so forth. So I did have uh, one more um, email that I want to answer, kind of briefly go over, and then I'm going to give you guys uh, a couple book recommendations, uh, because that was asked also too. So um, we're going to do one more segment here, talking about um, creating your own spells, and then I'm going to give you a few book recommendations, and then I will finally shut the fuck up so you can get on with your day. Alright, so I was asked to go back and re- um, discuss the way that I take steps to create my own spell. So I just want to kind of create a little outline. Um, again, this is only my way of how I do it, and I do know for a fact that some other witches follow this um, same type of guideline, but this is just my own written guideline, and I literally had to pull my thing out because I want to make sure I was exact and didn't forget anything. If I sat here and pretended I was doing one, then that would be different, but then my brain would sit here and go through all the steps, and then I would start actually, like, talking and doing one, and I get sidetracked. So, first and foremost, when you are doing your own spell, and making your own spell, creating your own spell, or whatever, you need to figure out what's the, what's the situation. Ask yourself, what is the situation? What is your intention to happen with the spell? Um, what outcome do you want to see? What is your vision for after the spell is completed, what do you want to happen? What is the motive? Or what is the, not motive, what is, um, well, motive is important too, but what is your goal, basically? What's your goal? What do you want out of this? What is the motive for this? Why are you doing this? What What is bringing this? What has caused it? What has led up to this? What, 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 what is making you do this? Okay. And then you need to think about the timing portion of it. And I don't mean like timing is a moon yet because that will come into play in a minute. I mean like, is this something that you are, is this like a rush situation? Is this something you need done instantly? Is this something that has, to, you know, can be what I call time released. Um, it can happen over time. It's like a step-by-step -step thing or something that is slowly going to happen or um, is delayed. Something you need to happen in like two weeks or something that's like, you know, for something upcoming or what is it? What, 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 what is the time frame we're working with here? So once you figure those three things out, then you need to figure out what type of spell you want to do. Is it going to be like a candle spell or you need a potion? Do you need a spell pouch or a spell bag or a spell bottle? Do you need to manifest something? Do you need to bind someone? Um, do you need a talisman or a good luck charm? Um, do you just need a simple incantation? I mean, what 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 do we need here? And to figure this out, um, as far as like what type of items you would use or what you, it, it's kind of basically up to you, honestly. It's more like a what do you want to do or use. Um, I would highly suggest, uh, just my personal opinion here, again, uh, working with things that you have not going out and buying a lot of shit that you don't have because then it makes it more special too. But um, if this is something that's going to be like you have a job interview coming up, you know, in a week, I would suggest like a spell pouch or a sachet bag, um, a spell bag, whatever you want to call it, um, or a talisman or, or something like that. Uh, if you're trying to stop someone from being 
horrible or doing something bad or whatever the case may be, something you're trying to stop someone or trying to affect someone like that, I would suggest a binding spell or um, a freeze spell, something like that. Um, if it is like romantic or something like that, anything with the heart and feelings and stuff, I always kind of lean more towards candles or potions or um, candle magic is great for things like that. Also, spell bottles are great for things like that. If it is something that is um, something that needs to be like what I quote call quote unquote time release, that's something that you know it's going to take time. Like I did when um, I, I hate to say it this way, but took my boss out um, because he was pervy and creepy and horrible to us, and that was all covered in a previous episode. Um, but when I took him out, and then my other coworker who was thieving and stealing and lying and and trying to take me down. These were um, spells that were done with multiple parts. They were um, burning of things and binding and freezing and all different parts. It was very complex type thing. So if it's a time delayed, like I call them, it, it would be more a complex spell that you'd want to do. You want to have multiple parts or different things going with this. So basically, I mean, you just kind of just need to decide what feels right, what what you feel this is all about your intuition, your your gut, trusting yourself, trusting your um, your tools. I mean, because you are creating this. It's something you create and you are making it happen. You need to trust yourself. Um, if this is something you're manifesting, really, really, really have to concentrate and really have faith in yourself. And that's one thing that witches get frustrated when they fail because they don't have faith in themselves. They don't believe in themselves, and that is 99.9% .9 of our magic is believing in ourselves. So, please believe in yourselves. You're fucking amazing, and please, just believe in yourself. Alright, the next step I would take is timing again, but moon phase timing. Um, is it needed for you to be cautious of the moon and the moon cycle? Would that help? Would that play a part? Would that not really be a big deal? So this is a quick refresh. So the new moon is like the beginning of things. Fresh starts. Um, great time to start shadow work. Um, acknowledging our dark side. Setting goals and intentions. Um, great for new love beginnings. And letting go of the past. The waxing moon is good for growth and growing. Um, sympathizing. Bath magic. Which is a whole other situation. Um... The full moon is full of extra intentions for everything, extra power. It's basically a good time for all spells, and it intensifies everything um, by, like, a lot. Um, da -da -da. It's really good for meditation and for, like, clarity and things like that, too. So if it's kind of something in spell that you need to do is along those lines, that's a really good time to use full moon. And the waning moon is more of like a time for closings and banishings and cord cuttings and ridding of fear and ridding of things in general. So, if it is something that needs to be done immediately, by all means, fucking do it immediately. Don't wait. I mean, if this is like stopping someone from doing something fucking horrible or, um, which we did have a situation I was talking to, someone, I'm not going to say her name because I know there's a lot of shit she's still dealing with, but she reached out to me and helped her kind of get, you know, a spell together or kind of guide her, not really get a spell together, but kind of guide her with what I would do in this situation, and it was something that needed to be done immediately, so it wasn't a situation where we could wait till a um, specific moon phase to enact had to be done then immediately. So, if it can wait, and it would correlate better and would have better 
effect if you did during a sort of moon phase then awesome if not then do it now do not hesitate because that's a chance you may not be able to take so done that we've picked out all of those parts sorry i really need a drink most like professionals would have paused it taken a drink and then you would never even know because they'd like splice it together but we're raw here at the basic witch everything's raw fresh i don't care anyway <laughs> next you need to research um what tools that you have available number one um that you could use so this kind of ties back in with the type but you want to kind of especially if it's something in a hurry you want to kind of craft your spell around things that you have available to you if it's literally if it's an emergency you need to do with whatever the fuck you got if it's something that can wait and you need to like order or go to a metaphysical store if you're lucky enough to have one close to you or you can literally just run down there and go you don't have to buy it online and wait for fucking days whatever the case may be do it but um what do you have available what kind of herbs or crystals or oils or candles or even fucking colors of something because you can do color magic guys we've, we've discussed that before too whatever you have that can work then do some research see what you can use to tie into it once you've done all of this and got all of that gone through you've you know decided what your goal was what your end game was you know what your motive was the timing of it there's you know right now it's delayed time delayed or in the future you've decided what type of thing you're going to do like candle or spell bottle or pouch or whatever the case may be you decided what kind of moon phase if applicable applicable why does that sound weird anyway and you research with tools and items that you can use to make it work now it's time to make your spell. And again, I want to throw in the research part to make sure that you are using the correct items. So you want to make sure, like, if you're using a love spell, you're going to use, like, rose quartz and all the different parts of things that go with that. Like, everything associated with love. And off the top of my head, I can't fucking think of things because my brain is just like, huh, it's been a long week. But anyway, you would use the color red, like red ribbons and pinks and um, things like that. Just really make sure you are using the corresponding items and sometimes we get we get thrown off and we may grab the wrong one or look at something wrong double check yourself make sure you're doing all that now sometimes your spells don't have to have incantation i mean that literally could be just something you say in your head or it could just be your intention that makes it manifest it's completely up to you however if you're writing an incantation to do with your spell it does not have to rhyme so many witches think it has to rhyme, it has to be all like catchy and clever. It does not. I promise you it doesn't. It can be whatever you feel. Trust yourself because straight up y'all, that is like the biggest part of this. Again, like I just said, 99.9% .9 of our magic is believing in ourselves and having faith in ourselves and trusting ourselves to actually do this correctly. So the invitation needs to come from you and you need to feel it you need to trust it you need to believe in it and it needs to be something that you really have faith in if you write it out and you get it already and you just don't feel right about it change it change it up 
or randomly just open your mouth and let words come out and whatever comes out is obviously what you feel and that could work too. I do suggest if this is a spell you plan to do over and over that you do record yourself like audio record, make a voice memo or whatever while you're doing it or even just like snowball ideas, turn your voice recorder on and just talk out loud different ideas, like different sayings and just try some different ones out to see how they sound because they may sound worse in your head than they sound out of your mouth or vice versa. It may sound worse coming out of your mouth and sound much better in your head. So just take that moment to actually make sure you're you're comfortable with it and you're happy with it because once you get into it, you kind of need to be ready. Now, you need to physically prep. Once you've got all that, everything's written and ready to go. The moon timing is right or whatever it is. It's showtime. It's time to go. You need to physically prepare yourself. Make sure you have everything you need before you start because you don't want to start the spell or the ritual, whatever it is you're doing, and then have to stop in the middle to go get something because you forgot something or to add something or open something or whatever the case may be. Be prepared. Make sure you have everything. You're ready to go. You know the incantation or it's wrote down for you to be able to read. And you got it and you're, and you're set. Now, you need to find the correct place. Sometimes, the perfect or best place to do a spell is not at our altar like we think it would be. Sometimes it's outside in nature. Sometimes it's with other people there because they need to be present. Most of the time it's alone in a quiet place, like at our altar. A lot of people, a lot of witches, will add ambient music to the background. So there's just kind of like an ambiance going on. Um, Enya, for some reason, comes to mind every fucking time. My husband absolutely, like, I don't know what it is. He doesn't, like, go out of his way to listen to it. But if he hears Enya, he'll be like, oh, wow, I love this. And I'm just like, what? It's just weird to me because it doesn't really hit me as something he would listen to because he's like you know all hardcore and loves like classic rock and Molly Crew and all that kind of stuff ACDC and then Enya comes on he's like oh I love this song like, okay but I mean something calming and soothing some people just like you know just calming ocean sounds or whatever it may be if you don't want complete silence it is totally fine to have like nature sounds or a song or whatever you may need. I would not suggest having like the TV playing in the background, like, you know, Bar Rescue or um, Breaking Bad or, um, you know, Shameless or something like that going on in the background because that just may not be very good. Also, sometimes we don't think about it, but having like Supernatural or Sabrina or um, other fucking witchy shows like The Craft or something, whatever, playing in the background where we're doing things may not always be good because think about it guys they're saying incantations on there a lot they are doing things and especially ghost hunters or ghost adventures with Zach Bagans and stuff they say things sometimes on there like they'll have people read stuff or whatever and you don't know like what the fuck that can be invoken in your area I mean I think about that all the time when like they do stuff like that what if they're using real shit that's gonna like invoke something here I mean for real I got enough creepy shit going on in here the way it is like I just heard something and I'll freak out I started talking about that. Anyway, so physically preparing, having everything ready, picking the correct place and everything. Then before you start, are you mentally prepared? 
Do you believe in yourself? Are you, do you believe in, in the spell you wrote? You prepared, you made. Do you have faith in yourself? If not, don't do it yet. Stop. Walk away. Gather your shit. Your, like, you know, mind, mental shit. And think about it. Talk yourself through calming down and realizing you do know what you're doing. You are going to make it work. You are phenomenal. You are a badass witch and you are going to do this correctly. Do not second guess yourself. Mentally prepare yourself, guys. Meditate beforehand. Envision what you want to happen. Vision it coming to life, coming to fruition. Close your eyes and see it fucking happening. Believe in yourself. Cast your circle if needed. Execute that bitch. And have faith and 100% trust that it worked or will work if it's timed late or, you know, whatever. But I just get so, like, and you, I do it to myself, though. I mean, literally. I literally tell you guys all the time how I give you guys great advice, but tell myself. Like, you can't follow it myself because, you know, I just, whatever. But we have to start really having faith in ourselves and trust ourselves. And knowing that we are actually doing shit the right way. And we are doing really good. So, just remember you are a badass witch. You're fucking awesome. You are a basic witch, y'all. You're badass. Okay. So I'm going to, like, wrap this up and quit talking. I've got a few books I want to recommend, but um, I'm going to shut up because I've literally been going on for, like, way over an hour now. And I know some of you guys like longer episodes. Some of you guys do not like longer episodes. And I always just feel bad because I don't want to, like, waste your time or you guys get bored after a little bit and be like, oh, my God, is this bitch ever going to shut up? But I just want to, like, show us played so I can either get fast forward through it or I can just listen to this bitch talk because I don't want to show it as unplayed on my thing and then it's going to try and play it later or pick it back up and start it in the middle where I left off so yeah so I'm going to hurry up and quit rambling so I do have a few books that I would recommend um they were really cheap um I could put prices in the group if I can pause it right now and hurry up and go find the prices then come back and I might do that again most professionals would have like cut that part out where I said oh I guess I could and like remount part of it and went and cut all out, did it, spliced it back together, and came back like, oh, hey, there's nothing, everything's fine, but we're raw here, so, yeah. So, uh, the first one is called Hex Appeal, a little book of modern southern witchery by Raven Nightshade. It's super thin book, I mean, it's not a whole lot of pages, it's, let me look here, Jesus, I can't find, okay, so there's no page numbers. Um, anyway, it's six bucks. It's just a fun little book. It's really interesting. It just talks about different things. Like, it's kind of like, um, me telling you guys the, the book that I have, the Believe in Your Own Magic, where it has, like, where I have, like, um, little guides on everything, like my little cheat sheet for my, uh, apothecary and, like, details on the wheel of the year and all that stuff. It's kind of something like that where it's already written out for you, but it's got, like, uh, I mean... Well, shit, now there's no index in here. I'm going to tell you the index, so I can tell you some information that's in here. But there's one. So there's, like, it talks about um, the... There's a part in here about Wiccan, like, the Wiccan read. Uh, the basics, witches, basics of witches. Um, goes into the middle of the year. The full moon. Es- spots. I'm fucked that up. Um, column correspondences. Um... The magic correspondences of days, like the attributes that each day has, uh, magical properties of crystals, correspondences, 
Um, it's got some deity information. I mean, it's just a nice little handy book. And then it's got some spells in it. It's got um, just some random stuff. I'm pretty sure there's even some recipes in here. Just a few little random things. And it's really, it's a nice little fun book. You could just shove with you um, to read whenever. And just kind of refer back to some of these different things. Like the little guides and stuff are really cool. Um, you know, maybe I should write a book in where I put like all of my... All my little guides from that book, all in one. Or you guys could see my part of it, which might make, not make sense to some of y'all. But if you guys are still following me, if you're still listening to this many episodes in, that tells me that you do still kind of get what I'm saying. So maybe you would understand it. I don't know. If I do, I'll make it super cheap so everybody can buy it. Next book, The Book of the Law by Aleister Crowley. And some people are going to be like, Cassie, you just said he's crazy. Well, you know why? He did have some, some crazy stuff going on, but... This is, this part is a little red one, and it's not the full book. Um, there is another book, I think it's just called The Law by Aleister, Aleister Crowley. Um, this is like an excerpt from that, where it just talks about the law that he created, or that he talks about was like Thelma, and the universe, and everything, and it's really fucking interesting. Like, it is batshit fucking crazy. It's only like 30 pages long I'm sorry 38 pages long it's only $4.97 but it's a very very interesting read like straight up fucked up interesting read makes you feel a little bit better about yourself because Alistair probably was a very very strange individual but totally awesome at the same time for the most part the next book that I fucking love okay this book has 426 Six pages, I think. Okay, it is called *A Book of Shadows: An Experimental Guide for the Modern Witch*. So, this book literally fucking breaks down everything. All those guides that I was talking about, like totally expanded. And there's notes for your own shit in here. So, with each section, so the beginning has this like little journey of everything, like talks about her journey and. Um, like, all the stuff she dedicates a book in the beginning, obviously. All that stuff. And then it goes into talking about the beginning of your journey. And then there's, like, two pages for your notes. Three pages. Four pages for your notes. And then it goes into gathering tools. Talking about the different tools. And literally breaks down all kinds of shit. Like, um, all the things you would need to know about all of the tools. And making a wand and your broom, your best symbol, like all this stuff. And then literally in between each section is pages for your own notes. And then it goes on. And I mean, there's just so much shit in here that she covers. I mean, we're talking about like all the different things and then your magic name and all of that stuff. Like I just talked to you about your witchy name. That excerpt that I read was from this book. All of that stuff about your number, your numbers and everything else. And then there's a whole different section on cleansing and purifying and then casting a circle and so much shit, guys. Like, it's fucking crazy. Then there are incantations and spells in here. And then uh, there's a whole section on the Sabbaths, the will of the year. And then there's a whole section literally listing all the goddesses by their attributes and then goddesses by their name. Same with gods. It does it by their attributes and by their names. So there's, like, whole two different sections Plus, it's got literally pages in between all of these for your notes. So, you can write your own notes in it. And then, it's got, tells you all about the crystals and their properties and the colors, all the stuff. Flowers, herbs, oils. Literally, guys, this book is 
the fucking bomb for any witch. I don't care if you are a beginner witch or if you are a 52-year veteran witch. This book is a must-have. Like, fucking must-have. I just came across it maybe like a year ago. Or no, no, no. Yes, it was about a year ago. I put it in my cart on Amazon and it was sold out. And then I was like, well, shit, I'll get it later. And I just never went back and looked. And then maybe three months ago, it came as being back in stock. I saw it, so I ordered it. Honestly, guys, it wasn't until maybe last week I actually opened it up and looked at it. And I thought, holy fucking shit, this thing is amazing. It is the bomb. Like, seriously, this book, I don't know how, like, I did not buy it before or make it through it before because this book literally has everything in it to help you. It's a breakdown of the tarots by their name and by their um, attributes and literally so many pages for notes. That's what's like super awesome. There's just so much information in here that, I mean, so many, many things. There's even recipes for like food and stuff like obviously related to like witches stuff but there's so many notes and everything and then just so much information I just keep saying so much so much so much but like I'm about to do a video to post in the Facebook group so you guys can really see how fucking amazing this book is I've got so many little bookmark tabs in here where I've got stuff like marked because I want to take that information and put it into my own little book of things because it's just so awesome but I almost don't need to because this is a giant fucking book of all the stuff that I was already doing. So, this book is by a lady named Bright Blessings. I'm going to mess up her last name. I'm so sorry. Um, Soria. It's S-O-R-Y-A. No, I'm sorry. Bright Blessings is not her fucking name. Cassie, Jesus Christ. She just goes by Soria. S-O-R-A-Y-A. And she was saying Bright Blessings instead of Blessed Be. But, wow, brain. Um... It's fucking amazing. It's it's so awesome. Um, <laughs> it's just amazing. Absolutely amazing. I would definitely recommend this book for anyone. It is the most expensive book on my list today. It's $14.90. However, it is worth every penny of it. Um, maybe put it in your Amazon cart and see if it goes down. Um, check other places online. Maybe it'll be a little cheaper, Barnes and Noble, or or maybe somewhere. I'm not sure, but it's it's definitely worth the fourteen ninety, guys. I'm I'm not gonna lie, it's it's great. So I'm gonna stop rambling. Um, that's it for today. If you guys need anything, please reach out. Uh, I would like to do more episodes of answering questions or um, do having you guys suggest topics or whatever. So please, please send me your suggestions or questions or whatever. To thebasicwitch2020 at gmail.com. Please put something in the um, notes so I are in the subject line so I know that you are like real and it's not just like some scam thing or hacker or whatever. Um, like an emoji if you're doing it from your phone or something that lets me know like what's what. But I'm gonna get better at checking my individual. Uh, basic witch email instead of just checking it with everything. I promise you I'm going to work on that. So let me know what y'all want to hear about next. And if you need any help or any assistance or whatever, you can reach out to me. And I will be getting all that shirt money sent back out because everything is finally almost done. Hallelujah. Because I've had it with the hacks and the bullshit that I've been going through for so long now. So... 
that's all for today, y'all. I'm so sorry it went on for so long. Peace out. You guys are fucking amazing. Love you all. Bless being. Bye.